You are now listening to the Purpose Edits Podcast. You gotta be willing to be vulnerable. You have to have the ability to self-assess, and not everybody has the ability to self-assess. You don't necessarily have to like sweets and successful in school. You just have to know how to play the game that's necessary and get through it. Welcome to the Perfect Settings Podcast. This is a short yet powerful conversation designed to help you do three things that can ultimately change the trajectory of your life. One, discover your purpose. Two, walk in your purpose. And three, ultimately fulfill your purpose. I am your host, Coach Vic, and I'm joined as always by my lifelong friend, my brother, the educator, Dr. Shane Calhoun. Shane, what up, man? Another week, new week. How you holding up, man? Good, brother. How you doing? Man, I'm good. I'm good, man. I, it, it's so much that has moved in the right place. Like stuff is getting into position the way mm-hmm. it's supposed to be mm-hmm. as this year is unfolding, man. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited about what this last quarter of the year is supposed to look like. What's uh, what's new in your neck of the woods? Same, man. Um, just uh, making it, moving forward. Can't complain about much. Life is good. God is better. Life is good. God is better. (laughs) That is for sure. Just make it all work, man. What has the weather started changing there? Yes, sir. Because it's man, it's it's fall, huh? It's hoodie season. (laughs) Now, is it cool there? Like cold? You got to put a hoodie, a jacket on. Last night we had a football game. I was at a game, and I came out in slacks, shirt a cardigan, I had to go back and get a hoodie Uh. because I was cold. And they said, I mean, I I was told that the temperature was going to get down to 50. Now, Alabama is weird. You wake up, it's winter by about 10, it's spring, by two, it's summer, and by four, it's fall. So um, Alabama is weird. You can really feel all four seasons in a day, depending on the time of year. Um, which is right around now, but it is it is colder than normal. Usually for football, we start seeing the cold weather at the end of October. Yeah, it, it was cold last week. Yeah. Now, surprisingly, here in Florida, it has the temperature has definitely dropped. It's cooled off a lot, but it's that nice, beautiful weather that all the northern snowbirds come down for. Yeah, you could yeah. be outside in the middle of the day and you're not sweating. Yeah, like it's a nice little breeze. Like it's beautiful right now. But it normally don't start getting like this until probably later, late October. Late October so to yeah. see it now, I'm like, it's yeah, like, this is 2020. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. it's probably gonna snow all starting in December. It's got to like with the way 2020 <laughs> is going. So if you live in Florida, expect that it is going to snow this year. I don't know if you consider that, but the way this year has gone, the way it is, expect yeah. snow. <laughs> I mean, funny. we. I think they said on the news we've had, like, I think we've had five hurricanes touch the land already, which is a record. Yeah, they alpha, they're season. out of alphabet, so they having yeah. to go to like a different like way of naming the hurricanes or something. So you, you know something wrong with it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's twenty twenty one might not get here. Yeah, well, I get, and I told my kids, even if we get to 2021, 2021 is going to be trash just because of the residuals from 2020. You think? It's left over. Yeah, it's going to be 2022. The whole year or maybe like first quarter? Listen, we'll be back 2022. That's when we'll begin to see. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that's, so still, 
21. You know what? There's probably a lot of people in their life they don't remember age 21 either. So yeah, it, it only makes sense that yeah. 21 for the year for us is just going to you know be, disappear. It's going to be a rebuild, man. Um, Jeez, that, that's that's my opinion on it. <laughs> hey, at this rate, anything's possible, my exactly. friend. Exactly, exactly. You know that as we get into today's show, 2020 is like at the top of mind. So I hope we can dive into it, especially now we're in the last quarter. Possibly we can reflect on it, right? We can get yeah. to that point and kind of look back because I don't know about you, but this year flew by. It's already October. It has. It has. It has. Um, with with what blew my mind. And we were just talking about 2020 and it would take us into a conversation. Um, I read, I saw this quote today and it just kind of like really pointed my brain in the direction that it's been. And it confirmed my thoughts. And the, um, the thought, the quote was the more you complain about your problems, the more problems you will have to complain about by Zig Ziglar. The more you complain about your problems, the more problems you will have to complain about. And the thought that it confirmed is like m- so much of us. And I find that like, we, we talk about mental health and I've, and I've found myself over the last maybe two months, just really going up and down. And but okay. what I found was when I was at my worst, I was focused on the problems. Mm-hmm. And when I was at my best, I was focused on the solutions. Um, so like the, you know, so that quote led me to the thought of like, we need to be in a space where we are more focused on the solution as opposed to focus on the problem because, Mm -hmm. um, we got to progress. Yeah. If you look for dirt, you're going to find dirt. You're going to find dirt every single time. Every single time. So yeah, you know, to that quote, if you focus on the problem, you're going to find yourself with more problems. You, you're, you're going to look for more, you know, that's just, that's just, I think it's natural, you know, to be like that. But we often, we oftentimes as people expect the worst outcome yeah. and we look for it. And sometimes we create it when it's not there. Sometimes yeah, absolutely. we it when it's not there. Absolutely. Um, but I think when it comes to our lives, we naturally have that propensity to look for something negative because we also oftentimes, I mean, you think about what do people tell about a, a restaurant experience? Do they tell you about the bad experience or the good experiences? Most of the time it's the bad ones, right? Yep. Most of the time they talk so, off with what's bad. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You get all kind of Yelp reviews on how bad a, a restaurant is, but we very rarely focus on trying to catch people doing something good or broadcasting you know, the good stuff that's happening. Mm-hmm. People tell you that that stuff is boring. You know, thinking about 2020, I was talking with my wife and we were talking about, you know, what have you learned in 2020? Mm-hmm. It flew by. It's October. What have you learned? What has stood out to you? And, you know, we both settled on, there was a lot of things that happened, both good and bad. Um, for me, I learned that, even in the midst of all this crisis, people are still going to be who they are, which is predictable. And majority of them are going to be average. The people in 2019 who set multiple alarms so that they could snooze and they pre-planned to snooze are the same people in 2020 who didn't change their behavior despite all the signs that called for them to need to change. I mean, this is the year of change. And yet you still see people 
majority of them being average. You still see uh, people thriving in 2020, despite the odds and the adversity. Um, 2020 taught us that patience Mm -hmm. and faith are some key characteristics in order to be successful. Patience and faith. Um, Is patience and faith always tied to being religious? No. Okay. Uh, Patience, patience for me and for us, my wife and I, patience is more tied to um, the human side of us. We want things to happen right now, Mm. but we got to have patience for, for it to work, for the process to be worked. You know, Mm -hmm. we, we, in the midst of COVID, we started another business. Yep. You know, and it took, it's taking patience to grow that business and make sure that we make smart business decisions, not to rush it open. Right. We want to set it up. Right. Um, But the faith part is when the adversity hits and you get discouraged, that's where the faith part comes into play. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. You need patience within your faith, but no, they're not tied together. Yeah. Well, no, I was asking, is it tied to a religious thing? Cause people, gotcha. every time you hear faith, especially faith, more so than patience, people kind of shun it as just this big religious thing. And I, I don't necessarily think it has to be. I think that's what it's commonly tied to, but I think that you also have to have faith in your own ability to persevere and see it through mm-hmm. to be a fighter. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I think faith is tied to having a positive mindset, which we all know is what it takes to be successful as you encounter different adversity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what about you? What did you what did you learn? What did you take away from 2020? It was, so far? It's amazing. They say great minds think alike. And when I when we when I thought about this question, I think mine is very similar in the sense of people like like my literally was about people but where i'm a little bit different i've i've learned so far this year that you can't let people pull you away from the direction that you're going perfect example the other day i was talking to somebody very near and dear to my heart i had already made up in my mind a while back that I just, when it comes to like business and and making money, I'm not talking to them about it because they're one of those that will find the negative. Like before they tell you one positive thing, Mm -hmm. 10 negative ones. So we were talking about an inventory and like with the new businesses that we got going or whatever, maintaining an inventory. And I was just like, yeah, I'm trying to figure this out because I'm so used to like, well, I don't want to waste money by having things that don't get sold. But in the industry that we're in, you need that inventory to go because you never have to go. So that person's like, nah, 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 you don't keep the inventory, don't waste the money. A couple of days later, I was listening to this thing on YouTube with Dame Dash and Dame Dash was explaining, um, he was talking about like a net 30, net 60. So whereas if you run in a business, you may do the work on October 1 but you may not get paid until November 15th. So that's like a net 45. So in between there, you have to be able to have a cash flow or money on hand to keep everything moving. And when I heard that, it clicked in my head like, that's the inventory. You don't buy the inventory for right now. You buy the inventory to sustain you a month later and that's when you see the money and by then you're bringing in more inventory so yep. from all of that i've just learned that 
people will only give advice and have interactions based on their experiences and background. So I'm finding that for me, I'm having to separate myself from conversations with people because I'm just, I would much rather right now be so buried in my dreams and my goals that I just completely ignore everybody else and deal with the consequences of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Now I've heard people, I've heard people say you can't share your dream with everybody. Mm -hmm. How do you pick and choose who you share your dreams and goals with? You, you pick and choose um, based on the advice that you routinely receive from that person. And, and don't get me wrong, bro. There's been times like you and I have had conversations in the last maybe month. And you mm-hmm. see some stuff that I was just like, mm, nah, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, yeah. but I, I trust you with everything. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So even even with people that you eat eat and breathe with, the advice is not always going to be there for you. It's not always going to be like the other day we were talking about something, and you said to me, you said something, and I said, uh, I don't know about that, bro. You were talking about asking a question. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, I don't know. And in that moment, I heard in your tone, or at least based on what I was going through, I heard in my tone, like, who the hell wants your advice? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't ask for that. You didn't ask for that information. But here I go, simply based on my experience in yeah. academia, just shooting you off on what you feel is best. You yeah. know, what I mean? like, why do we do that? Why do we feel obligated to pass on? You know, there's a difference in like I, I'm a high school band director, so I work with a lot of teens, and I and I try to tell them often, especially my young ladies. Maybe I don't been there, I don't seen that, I don't bought that T-shirt. You may not be doing that, but it's different in giving that type of advice as opposed to giving somebody life advice about how to run their business and make money. You know what I'm saying? Or about a a career decision, bro. So, <laughs> two, two things. First off, I did ask that question. By the way, what you, you talking about from our conversation? You did. You did. And it, it and it got the answer that I thought it was going to get me. Gotcha. And a lot of that again just had to do with in academia is different than in corporate world. Yeah. So the norms are different, right? Yeah. Yeah. Second, what your the second thing is. What you said, why do we sometimes feel the need to share our thoughts and opinions when they're unsolicited or unwarranted? <laughs> Have you ever heard of Marshall Goldsmith? He's like a, a thought leader on leadership development. You ever heard of him? Marshall nah, Goldsmith? I'm about to write him down, though. Nah. Who is Marshall it? Goldsmith wrote one of my favorite books. It's called What Got You Here Won't Get You There. Got that you. title right there is, That's a, is a sermon by itself. We yes, sir. preach on that. Yes, what sir. got you here won't get you there. In the book, the book is about people in their lives who have been successful up to a certain point, and they're trying to now go to the next level of success. Mm -hmm. Hence the title, What Got You Here Won't Get You There. Well, he identifies these 20 bad habits that challenge interpersonal behavior, some of these inherent needs that we exhibit that ultimately end up turning our constituents off. And so one of them is that I, what I'm going to do is I got to read through them till I get to that one. So gotcha. the first one is winning too much. Mm-hmm. Second, adding too much value. 
And he gives definitions of these. So like, for example, adding too much value, the overwhelming desire to add our two cents to every discussion. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> and so when you said that, that's, that's where my head went. Like all of us are like that. We, yeah. we, we do all of these 20 bad habits. I'm, I'm going to keep going. Yeah. Passing judgment, the need to rate others and impose our standards on them. Yep. Making destructive comments is another. That's number four. Yep. The needless sarcasm and cutting remarks that we think make us witty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Giving advice that make you feel like the biggest person in the room. Here's a big one that a lot of people do. When you talk about who do you tell your hopes and dreams to, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of people will start saying this. They will start with no, but, or however. Exactly. The definition, the overuse of these negative qualifiers, which secretly say to everyone that I'm right and you're wrong. Mm-hmm. That's just the top five. I'm not gonna give the yeah, rest. That, you need that, to go read the book. That was that was it right there. That that right. was was it was in and of itself was that was it. All of us at some point do those things, and we don't realize how it's impacting the yeah. people that we talk to in our circles and in our conversations. And I think that's also what we've seen unfold and manifest itself in 2020. Mm -hmm. we've now put those bad habits on times 10 and are exhibiting them every day and causing us to be more divided and separated 100%. every single day. 100%. It's showing our true colors like none other, man. Yeah. And I mean, I'm guilty of it. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of it. I, and I guess I'm just wearing it and feeling it a lot more because, um, well, we're in that place where you're moving forward and there's a lot of growing happening in this season. Mm. So it's like, you begin to just internalize the things the most. And it's just like, I've just, as I said, I literally said to my wife the other day, like, I'm not talking to anybody about anything. And the only time that I'm really going to listen is if I ask, like if somebody just starts spouting something off to me that I didn't ask you about, I'm like, Oh, okay. That sounds good. How's the weather in China? <laughs> Because that's how you feel about this is how I feel said. right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's not necessarily about what they said. It's about like the energy, man. And, and don't get me wrong. Sometimes even a, a fool can have wisdom. True. So it's not, it's not a point of being dismissive of people. It's a point of protecting what's near and dear to my heart, which is my dreams and my goals. So that's why the approach of you know, just really filtering the words and the advice that I'm giving. That's why it's just very important to me because it's like, I mean, I just feel like personally, if I don't, I'm going to lose grip of where I want to be and what I want to do. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You know, you talk about filtering and keeping with the idea of 2020 and what it taught me. 2020 also taught me to filter out what really wasn't important. Like I, it exposed to me more of what was important that I needed to be spending my time on and yes. focusing on. And I yes. think it did that for a lot of people. You heard a lot of people talk about how important it is to, to spend with family, spend time yeah. with family 
and tell your loved ones that you love them while you have a chance to, especially yeah. with all the, you know, the death that's been happening around COVID this year and just the lives that have been lost in, in a number of different ways. Yeah. Um, but uh, for me, where it has helped me to filter out what's most important and where I spend my time, you know, little things like no, like not having to commute to work for about two, three months taught me so much about effectively communicating with my family because I'm sitting with them every day, all day, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 20 hours a day, you know, yeah. um, that, that was so profound to me about, about what I needed to do and, and really what was important to me. Yeah. O you know? Also for me, it was things like, I realized how many things I have and how much I don't need them. Mm. Like mm. I'm literally just planning on going through my closet. I haven't got around to it yet because I'm a hoarder, but like I've literally like, I look around and I'm like, well, why do you have 18 pair of colored chinos? Especially when you don't really fit them anymore. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, why do you have this many, you know, 23 pairs of the same or five on ones do you really need you know what i'm saying so yeah I, I i think like like over over this break when we was quarantining i found myself that i was only washing sweatpants and t-shirts because that's all i was wearing i wasn't going to work and even now that i'm back at work i wear the same four pants and just wash every week so things became um a lot less important to me personally during 2020 and i'm agreeing with you like also the time that i feel like i post a lot of pictures with my son on facebook and i still don't feel as though i'm spending enough time with my family really and him and, my, and, and it's, it's crazy because you see the pictures like oh man he's such a great dad and i'm looking at myself i'm such a piece of crap because i'm always <laughs> working on something i was like yo go over there kid you know uh, <laughs> <laughs> please edit that out that sounds horrible no edit but it's the out. truth no why <laughs> like it's the truth I, I love my son but it is but you know what that's about and i'm gonna edit the part out where you said is edit that may come i may keep that it may come across as awful but I think that's the honesty that I have with myself as a person and the standard of which I'm trying to hold myself as a person. So when I say, like, I really don't need your negative advice, it's just because I'm trying to live up here mm -hmm. and you're not offering me that advice up here. You're not offering me the thinking up here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm an eagle. I don't want to be in a, in a pen with a bunch of chickens. I'm supposed to be flying out here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That makes sense. Piece of crap telling your kid go over there. <laughs> That's what we all think and say, but you can't put it on the air. Yeah, yeah, but but I know that I'm not. It's just I know that we and you know, even so, we're all out here giving it our best, aren't we? Yeah. Like I I just appreciate honesty, bro. Yeah. I appreciate honesty because if you if you're never really honest with yourself, you never really have a chance to grow. And that that's when growth happens. Did 2020 expose a fault of yours in any way that you yeah. maybe didn't know that was there or exposed a blind spot? Well, you, for me, it was, I knew it was there, but I've ignored it. And it was just busyness. Always being busy, like always mm -hmm. having something to do, always having to be somewhere, always having to like, 
um, 2020 in this time has showed me that like execution is king and working smarter is smart. You know what I'm saying? Like some of us think working harder is hard. No, working smart is smart. So um, I, I found that like, for instance, I had this big order. We talked about I had this big order that I rushed to get done Thursday night. So Thursday before the game, Friday before the game, the kids stayed after school and we had a meal and we just hung out. But instead of having that time to spend with the kids and just get to know them and joke around, I'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off, having to take care of this, having to take care of that, and having to take care of that. And I'm being, I'm literally being robbed of time to spend with people, to pour into my family, to, to just have conversations with people on the phone because I'm just always so busy. You know what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. and at the end of the day, I, I feel like, like, I think if nothing else, I've learned like we have to really prioritize what's important and you gotta shed be ourselves in the moment. Up. Yeah, and shed ourselves. And we talked, you've told me this before about yeah. living and being in the moment and, and the busyness has not allowed me to do so. Yeah. You know, a fault of mine, I realized I gave people the benefit of the doubt more than they should have, have deserved. Uh, as 2020 has unfolded, people's true colors have come out you know, difference of opinions around some of the social justice issues. And I'm the type that wants to believe that if I know a person, I've never really had any problems or beef with them. I can give them the benefit of the doubt if they say something off the cuff or kind of, you know, uh, uh, somewhat offensive, you know, I'm like, you know what, at their core, they all right. Now I'm not going out defending that person. I'm just, you know, dismissing it. The comment and so i realized no they are that person that's who they really are that that one comment was is is who they are it defined it defined more clearly for me who they are and what they believe because then when i stopped giving people the benefit of the doubt i started seeing other things about them that confirmed that that comment was defining it was a defining moment in their character yeah and and I realized in 2020 that um, I have to stop doing that. People show you who they are. Yeah, uh, they God. really do, and you have to believe them. That's a hundred percent. I had um, you have to believe them. I I had something that you need to get out of my head, bro. Like there was something that was like exactly this, exactly what you're saying, and I had a quote for it. You're like, when you're listening to people, you have to listen past what they say to get to the heart of what they're actually saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, the message behind the word. The message behind the word. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like. Do you know there's a term for that? They call that the meta message. There's the an actual message. term for that. The message behind the words. Wow. I didn't know that. The meta message. Yeah. 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 Then, yeah and yeah, that's yeah, where, yeah. that's how I got here is I, I. I was aware of that term and I recognized what I was doing and somehow some way the link got tied to where now I started listening for the meta message in people's comments. Yeah. Yeah. So like, for instance, the kid comes to you or an employer comes to you and says, I, 
I don't think I want to do that tomorrow. Like I'm supposed to speak in front of everybody and I don't think I want to do that. So I'm not coming. So the meta message behind it may actually be, I'm afraid of public speaking. Mm -hmm. So therefore I can't, and, and there's a lot of that in everybody's not really direct. So you, you have to, you have to bounce around and sometimes understand what people are saying behind what they're actually saying, the meta message. And you know, for me where it really became, um, I guess, evident is I have this demeanor about me that makes people comfortable enough to just talk and they open up. Mm-hmm. And in doing interviews and doing them virtually, mm. I got to, I, I went into it thinking that it was going to be harder than what it was to get people to open up and talk. Mm-hmm. But because it wasn't, and in fact, people got more comfortable and they shared more things with me, more information is where I realized people are telling the truth. You got to believe them. Mm-hmm. I want to believe that this person wants to do well and that they're going to sacrifice. But they also in the same breath, even if they let it slip, had a guy that let it slip, say, yeah, I'm not sure I want to do sales, but I'm going to go after it. And then he paused and he was like, you know. That that came out wrong. <laughs> no, that's what you meant, brother. <laughs> no, that's what you meant. Yeah. You're not sure if you want to do sales. So why should I hire you for sales? Yeah. Why does that make sense? Yeah. People really are, they say what they really mean. And you got to believe them. You got to take them at their word. Yeah. And, and they, they will show you who they are. Absolutely. You, and you have to, again, you have to take them, you know, for, for what it is. So again, the fault, you recognize the fault in yourself. What are you doing about it? What are you going to do to change? Like for you, what are you going to do to be more present in the moment? Trying to try to t- knock down this list, man. And um, for me, I think um, planning and stop flying by the seat of my pants. Like here's a, here's a, here's a nugget, guys. In order for you to get something different, you actually have to do something different. So <laughs> I, I don't know how to break it to us any other way. I've always been a fly by my seat kind of type of guy. Like he last, last minute Jones, randomly get it done Jones. And I'm figuring out in order for me to get to where I want to be and be more present, that has to change. I am no longer able to be that guy <laughs> listen when i when i tell you this is going to be hard for him folks um i would in high school go pick this young man up from his house that we had planned to go out uh and have a good time at the local watering hole he knew what time i was coming to get him and in knowing me he knew also that i was a very punctual individual when i'm driving if i say i'm going to be at your house at 10 he knew that at 9.58, I was rolling in his driveway and was going to take my time getting out of the car to ring the doorbell, maybe 10.01. When I would walk in, this young man would be in shorts. And when I say shorts, I'm not talking designer shorts. I'm talking basketball shorts, people. A wife beater. He had not showered, brushed teeth, or even eaten food. To say, you know what? I already grabbed a bite to eat. I'm ready to go. I just got to throw my clothes on. I knew that I was going to be sitting there for some time while he got ready. (laughs) The iron was not even plugged up. Uh, Yeah, that's me. 
Yeah. And all these years, I thought you just wanted to come out and hang out with my mom. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Love you, mom. <laughs> nope. Uh, yeah, but I'm sorry, but that's that that it, in order to, if I'm trying to be deliberate and get to where I want to be, that's gonna have to change. Um, but and you it, know what? Too there are some people who operate at their best in in that type of setting and i use my daughter for that example my daughter is a self-proclaimed procrastinator Mm -hmm. she can do really good work but that usually only comes when the clock is ticking okay fourth quarter you know she's been putting it off go for it i smoke crack on the weekends is that good uh (laughs) as the son of a former (laughs) Crack here. Uh, I'm going to say no. Okay, so I say that to say just because it works doesn't necessarily mean it's right. Absolutely, I agree with you. I I still to this day tell her stop procrastinating. Don't get me wrong. And, and be, I'm just acknowledging, acknowledging the fact that there's, yeah. there's some people in our audience right now saying, but I do my best work in the last hour. But get, what, what was in that sentence? And you talked about it earlier. What sentence? That, what you just said. That you said, I, but... Hmm. I do. Started, started with but, no, or however. God dang. Thank you. And that's habits. what it See? is. You, you, you got to, in order to get there, you, to get to where you want to go, you got to do something different. And that came up earlier in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, it, 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 and it, it's just the reality of it. And, and people like the favorite, I am who I am. I'm going to do what I do. Um, I'm going to, you know, yeah, okay. That's how yeah. I've always been. Yeah, you're gonna stay in the same spot too, partner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God dang it. <laughs> Listen, title this 20 bad habits and everybody go read what got you here won't get you there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I mean it's it's the truth. I mean, you know, so on your end, what do you need to do to fix your uh my fault of of giving people too much credit? Yeah. Um in conjunction with that. Make sure that being a people pleaser is not at the top of my list. Mm. Talk about that people pleaser, partner. Being a people pleaser, right? You, you want kumbaya. You want everybody to get along, right? You don't want any problems. And some of that comes with me being the Libra, right? I'm the Libra scales. I want balance, right? And so if I can make this side happy and that side happy, hey, I'm in the middle. We all good. It's just everybody's happy. So the the reaction is when people say something that could disrupt the balance, it's like, I give them the benefit of the doubt. Hey, mm. you over there don't believe that he said that and meant that that way. That's not what he meant. And you over there don't believe that they reacted that way. You know what I mean? That's, <laughs> yeah. that's really and truly what it is. So removing this notion to be a people pleaser and ultimately forcibly disrupt my own scales. Yeah and accept imbalance for a long period of time is the growth that I need to get to the next level. Mm. I've been married to uh, too many things, not my wife, but married to too many different things like being a people pleaser for too long that it's time to break up and divorce those bad habits so that I can get to the next level. And I think that that's probably true for a lot of people. Yeah. You've been married to these things for so long. And like you said, to your point earlier, is that's what's keeping us in the place that we're at. That, yeah, that, absolutely. We're no going to be in that place. Absolutely. You're not, you're never going to move 
Um, and you know what the heck? Maybe what you've always been doing, you're good with it. Maybe. Um, and, and guess what? There's nothing wrong with that. But um, that doesn't line up with purpose to me. It doesn't. If, if we're purpose addicts, we're addicted to our purpose. That, that growth, that evolution, that desire to change, not even desire to change, that desire to accomplish the pur- purpose should always be there. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So to take us out of, out of today's conversation and as we reflect on 2020 and even years past, um, I think that this quote is so fitting for not only us and where we are before a lot of people in their lives. And it says, don't mistake movement for achievement. Don't mistake movement mm. for achievement. Mm. There's a lot of people looking at 2020, reflecting back on the months that have passed and are acknowledging achievement when really it was just movement. Time is going to happen whether you move with it or not. So with that being said, make sure that when you look back, you actually see achievement through execution and action, not just the fact that you move forward. Move with intention and purpose. Like always, we appreciate y'all rocking with us. Go like, subscribe, share the show with three friends, rate the show. We appreciate all the support and love that we received and more than anything, go live life on purpose. We out. I'm winning for